listeners and listener. Hello and welcome to another episode of O Faces. We're your host, Mr. Mocha and Chris Minx. And we also have Craig McKinney on today hanging out with us. Uh, we're going to get back to this, the same topic we've been uh, speaking on for the, the last week now, which is uh, the male emotion. That's And as it relates in the lifestyle. Yes, indeed. So, you know, Chris, I'm going to let you pick up while I'm, I'm trying to figure this thing out. Because they're probably wondering why I'm in studio with you for a third time. And I'm that house guest that just, you know, showed up on an invite <laughs> and I'm never leaving. I kind of keep lingering around. I actually had a follower ask if uh, everything was okay with the Minx and I because I uh, thought maybe they she threw me out and I had to come down and, and hang out down here with uh, <clears throat> Mr. and Mrs. Mocha. But no, we're good. I actually had uh, work in the area and that work continued and so I took another advantage of being able to sit here with my brother and continue on with this very interesting conversation. So that's what brings me back tonight for another in-studio opportunity here. We're working through our technical issues. Um, I am not an expert on getting into these spaces, so I've actually given my phone over to Mr. Mocha, let him drive. Yeah, you talk while I drive. <laughs> Just keep Craig, going. where you at, man? Where you at? Get in here and say hi to the in, people. Craig? Are you hearing anything? Is Craig responding to you? No, no, he's... Okay. He, he's still trying to figure right, it out. I, okay. I, I'll just make sure that I there got he is. It, I got it. Oh, see, that's yeah, It's your first time? Your first time, huh? Hey, co hosting, yeah, man. First time co hosting, but yeah. Okay. I, I, I forgot to turn the mic on. <laughs> right. I won't judge you too poorly this time. Good. It's been a long day, man. It's been a long day. You know, I, I just came off vacation and, you know, I got the little Hito brain going, but, uh, you know, everything is good. How y'all all doing, man? Doing well, man. Doing well. Cannot complain. Um, you know, it's it's been a good week. I've been hanging out with my boy Chris here, so you know, it's always it's always fun when you're hanging out with friends. I'm gonna complain because he keeps giving me the bad headset, so I can't ever hear anything. Well, listen, somebody somebody's got to get the shitty headset. You know, what I mean, somebody's got to get it. We actually talked about <clears throat> he'd get his. Uh, Amazon wish list up. Maybe some generous benefactor out there would get them some good headsets, and then they could leave these bad ones to the guests. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, yeah, hopefully, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do something about that. Yeah, okay, there we are. Now I can hear you, Craig. Welcome. Nice to hear your voice. I actually Thanks finished, a lot, man. Good to hear from you too. Listen, brother. I actually was listening to the uh, podcast from Splash Milk of Houston that uh, the Dirty Girls Corner. Where apparently you made right. a, a late appearance in the uh, in the recording session, and all once again these women were doing they were talking about that ass of yours, and in this conversation, <laughs> if you have if people, if you have not taken a minute to listen to that podcast, it was absolute one of those laugh your ass off funny shit shows because there was so much going on in this room, and nobody would stick with the microphone, so they'd be saying something very erudite and then all of a sudden out of nowhere they fade off into the distance my minx was on that one angel was teasing you about your butt and she was talking about how special your ass is according to her i'm not saying that i'm quoting her and then all of a sudden she trails off at the end of the microphone and nobody hears about your super sensitive ass and then the next thing i know they're talking about your dick and they're talking about your hat and all your marquee stuff just points to and you sounded like you're trying to be a victim 
Yeah, that's me. What did you do? That's my fault. Oh, I, my. I pushed the button. My bad. My bad. Listen. <laughs> my hair's curling now. Hey, so, I can't figure that so out. Let me, so let me tell you what happened since you bring that up. So, you know, I was in Hito. And uh, so if you've been to Hito, you know how you walk down that pool. And, and uh, there's a little pool, but the steps go down. But up on the side on the left, there's a hot tub. But it's all cool water with the regular pool temperature but there's a hot tub up there right so I was standing there talking and my butt was facing and every woman that walked past grabbed my butt or smacked my butt or something like that one girl cupped it and was like oh my god it's just so perfect you got a nice little butt man I, I couldn't so all week people were smacking my butt and touching my button and everything man it was crazy so it literally was sensitive what is that? I said it literally was very sensitive, your butt that day. Oh, yeah, it was very sensitive, man. I'll keep I, all I my jokes. Tell people, hey, I'm not a piece of meat. You know, my butt is well, it's my sensitive. <laughs> Yet your marketing seems to be about, I am a piece of meat. Love me. <clears throat> I, I got to get, get Danny to make me one of those hats. <laughs> listen, I, listen, I market the meat, not the cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So we invited Craig on as another another gentleman who have some perspective. So the male emotion is is uh, a conversation that was important because the way the male emotion like relates to the lifestyle. Um, had a great conversation with a friend earlier, and um, what we discussed was basically that whoever you are as an individual, whoever you are emotionally, is always going to spill into your relationships. And, you know, that's friendship, you know, relationship with your friends, coworkers, you know, parents. And then, of course, it spills into the lifestyle because, you know, although we can call the lifestyle like an alternate reality sometimes, who you are is who you are. And, you know, the person you are is a person that spills into every aspect of your life. And, you know, there's there's a thing that we've consistently spoke of. And it's the male emotion. You know, as men, we've been taught from a very early early age to, you know, suck it up. Don't complain. Keep your emotions to yourself. However, one of the things that that I've been seeing in conversation with, you know, couples, guys, is that not expressing those emotions and not finding a healthy outlet for the male emotion tends to create issues, you know, within the lifestyle and that's not we're not just talking about it from the standpoint of you know some guy's an asshole we're talking about it from the standpoint of you know men have insecurities just like ladies do you know you know there's a lot of gentlemen who suffer with you know self-confidence issues there's a lot of gentlemen who you know they're they're angry outside and you know they they bring their aggression and anger into it you know, so there's there's so many different ways that, you know, not managing your emotions, you know, can affect the lifestyle. So before I start going, we're going to start with Chris and then we're going to work over to Craig. Craig, because, you know, Chris had a few things that he wanted to tackle. I was thinking about this <clears throat> since our last episode. And when do men mismanage their emotions the most. When do we make irrational, not logical statements or considerations? 
it's usually pre-nut, right? <laughs> when the little head, our little head is thinking more than our big head is. And that level of horniness, especially if it's been a few days or maybe a few weeks or even longer for some of us, it becomes that overriding thought and that enthusiasm. You make irrational, emotionally laden statements that could be offensive, could be off-putting. You don't mean them that way. But by God, you can really ruin the, the energy of a moment by saying the wrong thing in that exuberance. Now, that same vein... When are we most clear? When are we most logically, as men, the best thinkers and in control of, of our emotions or that management of that emotion? Well, po- post-nut, right? Yep. Post-nut. Well, let me be honest. Full it, system it, reboot. 10 to 15, 20 minutes <laughs> after post-nut, right? Because after post-nut, you're like, leave me. Yeah, yeah. You know. Go on without me. I'm not going anywhere. I always uh, thought like, like as soon as you come, it's like a full brain reboot. Yeah. You know, and, you, and, you've transferred your life force to your partner, and you're left as a husk. Your brain's got to reboot before it can get back on. Yeah. All systems shut down. And, and this is how this, every dude will understand this statement. Like when your dick's made, you make a decision it shouldn't make, and then it's like, like literally as you're coming, like oh, oh. Oh no! <laughs> like, like literally, as soon as it's expelled, it's like common sense just floods back in. Like, fuck. That's that's really what it is. So yeah. So when you do that self-assessment, guys, and, and you think about the instances when you've said something that didn't go the way you wanted it to, or wasn't received the way you intended it to, look back. Were you speaking from a moment when your your emotional management control system was at its weakest point? And you were purely dri- being driven by that desire to have a, an expulsion of your nut, right? Yeah. And if that's the case, and you know that's a, a, a trait of yours, maybe release the nut before you go out or a couple mm-hmm. hours before or the day before. Take some of that pressure off. Don't go in a couple days backed up and say something stupid that could ever ruin a relationship. You're, you, even during, like, interactions because, you know, the the – guest who came on last night and spoke about a situation where a guy was super like he presumed too much you know he's never met her he's online saying I'm gonna slut you out I want to do this do that and I'm pretty sure you know he's looking at her pictures he chat he's chatting with her and his dick is typing like his (laughs) dick is doing all the typing for him so you know something buddy before you have a conversation with somebody, yo, 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 yo. say this. this yeah, yeah. Love this. Write the whole conversation in your head from the, from down below. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. And that and that's literally what the penis is. It's it's a constant bad influence. It's always because, ladies, I can promise you this. From a male standpoint, when a man's dick is hard and he's walking around the club or he's messaging you. If the things that his brain was thinking hadn't run through a complete filtration system, you think we were all fucking morons. You, you, I mean, how many layers of filtering, Craig, how many layers of filtering when you see a woman does from the brain to your mouth? How many levels of filtering do you think there is? Like, how filtered is your conversation? man you know it, it depends upon the situation too man because i'm gonna tell you like at work <clears throat> i am completely opposite from what 
a lot of people know me to be. You know what I mean? And I kind of have to hold things in. So, but I won't, I'm a people watcher. You know what I mean? So yes, when I see people walk by, I'm like, man, you know, and I start to thinking and I think, but you know, like I said, man, I have to hold my tongue. So thankfully I have that. Now, now there are times where I do have to release that before I go to work, as Chris was mentioning, and y'all was just saying, you know, but, but, but there's, but there's times, man, I like a lot of times I work at three o'clock in the morning. I ain't got time to work up and get that out. But, you know, so I have to stop and keep my mental sharpness and, and, and not let that dick be on my shoulder, like the angel and demon and say, yo, man, you got, you got to keep this in, you know, but, but as far as how many layers, yeah, from 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 toe up to head, man, toe up to head. There, there's at least three of them, three of them. You know, yeah. damn, look at that ass. Damn, look at that. Look at them titties and and her her face. You know, and her hair, man. Her, she got nice lips. <laughs> you know, so at least three. It's you like, know, at least you it's, like that, it's like that con- con- uh, the, the comment bubble over your head, right? Yeah, that everybody else can read <laughs> right, what you're right. actually saying, right? You're like, oh God, I hope nobody actually hears or reads these. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. Like you know, it's it's that thought. Like you walk up to a woman, and you know you're in the lifestyle event, and you know you're like, "Hey, how are you? My name is Mr. Mocha." You're really thinking, "I want to fuck." <laughs> like, like your brain is totally saying something different. <laughs> like you, like in your mind, you're like completely disrobing her, but you're like having this conversation. Like, hey, it's nice to meet you. You know, oh, that's your husband. Nice to meet him too. You know, you know, you're like. Yeah. Hey, can your wife suck my dick real quick? Like your brain is thinking that, but none of that stuff actually gets out. So yeah, Chris, I'm definitely going to give you a whole lot of points on that <laughs> assessment of the male brain because yeah. yes. Because yeah. that's that's the management control system is the male brain, but the small brain takes over in critical times. Oh my God, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. <Right>. Unfortunately. <laughs> So you were gonna you were gonna go with uh, what we I think you were gonna hint at what I'd mentioned to you last night. You put it out there, man. You about the my my, uh, my dream waking up is that where you were going with that? You weren't. Never mind. Now, listen. Well, in that case, go ahead and no, share. No, no, no. I'm gonna because before we got to that, I wanted to introduce this other thought. Right. The as we go through our day, men, we we are very good at whatever our our real world life is right in managing our emotions through the day Uh, in your workplace, in your home, in your social relationships, those normal waking hours, there is so much stimulus coming into your head and your brain. And it's, it's can be overwhelming at times yet. We all function at a very high competent level. Okay. That's the, that's the beauty of our brains. But when we lay down at night to rest and, and let our bodies reboot that, that critical time, our subconscious takes over, right? So all day long, you've been managing your emotions and your day and all that input, but at night, that brain shuts down and the subconscious mind takes over. And it starts clearing all of the garbage from the day, all the files, putting them away. Some goes in long-term memory. Some stuff goes in short-term memory. Some of us just discarded. Some of those dirty thoughts, you're like, mm, save that for my spank bank later, right? That, that hot lady you saw at work, Craig, you're like, man, mm, right? But your subconscious is working through all of that and clearing these things. But as it's going through that, a lot of those emotions that we curbed, we curtailed, um, we didn't express, now are released in our subconscious mind and dealt with. So the other night, I was dead asleep, finally, and woke up to the alarm dreaming about Mrs. Minx 
angel was in a bathroom, and it was a clear uh, glass bathroom, you know, uh, shower, and all I could see was the wall was all steamed up, and her tits were smashed up against the glass, and then it'd be her cheek, and then it would be her ass would be smashed up against it, and all of these erotic sounds of her moans and her squeals of pleasure were coming through this, and I woke up just so I couldn't even make out who the man was in the shower with her, but she was just this constant pressing of flesh against this wet, soapy glass wall, right? And I wake up jealous, and I'm like, what am I jealous about? And so as I'm going through my morning routine, I'm working that through my head now because we've been talking about the male emotions, and I just had this male emotion of jealousy, and I'm not the jealous type. Very little jealousy in my in my body, right? But I actually felt jealousy, this one. And so I was working through why and how am I going to... Because this was, this was a dream. This was nothing that the minx did. She wasn't even around, right? I haven't seen her in four days. I mean, it was, wasn't like something that was fresh in my head, but my brain threw it out there and I had to deal with it. And then I was going through it. I was kind of talking to myself about it. And I'm like, okay, what was I jealous about? And what I was actually came to the my realization was that I was jealous that I didn't get invited into the bathroom, that I had to fight my way in through this door to be able to see what I already enjoy watching or hearing, right? So I was jealous of that. So I bring it to, to Mr. Mocha here, and I share with him this concept. And he goes, ah, I don't think that's jealousy. He goes, you weren't jealous. I said, well, what was it? He goes, I don't think it was jealous. And then we got interrupted in the, by another phone call. So I then was rethinking it after I got off the phone with him. And I thought, maybe envy, another emotion. One of those seven deadly sins, envy, mm -hmm. right? And so then, okay, maybe I was envious that I wasn't invited into the scene, into that bathroom. Yeah, see, that, I was thinking that because yeah. you weren't upset that she was actually having sex. Right. You're envious that you weren't invited into the bathroom, which right. I, I will say. That. Now, <laughs> Mrs. Mocha's on the line. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be careful. I think Mrs. Minx is too, as I see. Yeah, I'm going to be careful with my next few statements since I, you know, want to get some ass tonight. So, uh, <laughs> had I got some sex from her pre podcast, I'd say what the fuck I want to say. Okay. But <laughs> I haven't gotten it yet. So. You know, I was next time you gotta let that you gotta next time you gotta let the brain reboot before exactly you do exactly I should have got some first so so I was saying to Chris at first like that was very interesting because you know we talked yesterday about sometimes you know as dudes it's a conscious effort like when the guy tells you something that you don't emotionally agree with for you to be like hey, what the fuck you know like it's a thing because here's the thing I've never woken up to a dream of being jealous of Mrs. Mocha. So in my mind, like, hmm, does that happen? And then I realized, or even envious, but then, you know, I can recall Mrs. Mocha waking up and, you know, working through her emotions because she's had a dream about something that, you know, I would have, that I've done. So, like, I never thought, which it does make sense when it, you know, as a guy to do it, but I will say, with Chris, I was impressed where, you know, he worked through that emotion because then it kind of took me back in my head to a lot of conversations I've had with a lot of guys who get very jealous and they cannot figure out how to deal with their jealousy. And usually 
it turns it it explodes through at a party it explodes through you know at their wife you know it explodes through you know when you and your wife are playing with them and their wife and your wife have to tap you because the dude's crying it's weird stuff like that that happens <laughs> you know it's it shows up in in different places and so craig as a single guy in the lifestyle all right what is your experience dealing with the emotions of let's say the male within the couple that you've played with what kind of experiences have you had um, hold up. Before before I get into that, I want to say it's funny that you guys talk about this because, you know, I, I don't f- deal with that uh, couple side of it as much, you know. But um, I do have a friend, and I know her husband has said she's woken up from dreams to her hitting him because she's angry at something that he did in her dream, you mm. know. So that that so i mean it, it there's like you said it's the gauntlet of of those seven deadly sins you know you got your your envy your 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 greed and now you got your anger on that as well cuz she she's woken up just looked looked at him and smacked yeah. <laughs> and he's for, like for what the nothing hell did he's done for for nothing that he's right. actually done in real life right. so it's great that you kind of worked it out and was like hey you know i i i about it and I see I, I think it's a little envious I, I'm not jealous at all but it's that you know um, I wasn't invited in even though you couldn't have been because I mean I guess you could have been because you were in a dream but in reality you know you know you weren't fully invited so um, but but getting back I guess you know I, I really don't it's, it's kind of hard to say because you know I'm not inside the couple's uh, thoughts you know, I, I deal with couples on a limited basis, you know. Let me rephrase that like question. Limited... I'll rephrase that. Okay. Have you been in any situations with the couples that you've played with where you've seen a husband struggle with his emotions, you know, while interacting, while chatting, you know, while in a social situation? Have you been in a situation where you've seen a husband struggle with his emotions? Yeah, of course. Of course, I think I think I've seen people um, who you know you you see them in situations where the wife is getting all the attention, you know, and especially when I go to places like uh, like uh, Hedo, you know, where where Hedo is more couples related, you know. I didn't even know until recently I was trying to set something up. They have a uh, single guy quota that they won't pass. You know, they you can they only allow a certain amount of single males there. So if we're couples related than it is single male. And yeah, I've seen people and I've been in situations where 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 the the husband wasn't getting as much attention and well, then it, it causes a fight later on, you know. So the can do is just try to separate yourself, let them go work that out and, and, and do something else. But of course I've seen that situation happen. Have you had that fight occur in the middle of a playing session or when it's the, just the three of you and, and they break into a fight? I have, I have, uh, not, uh, yeah, I have actually, that's happened to happen a couple times. Uh, the most infamous one, <laughs> I was at a two law party, a couple years ago and uh this guy kept pushing his wife and you could tell they were kind of new in into everything you know and telling her he wanted her to do this and this and so she was there along with the ride and you know um it was their first party 
me and Craig, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Da, 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 da. We ended up in a room playing and everything, and I'm I'm wearing this girl out, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, wearing her out, and you could you know he was comfortable. And the dude got up and left after a while. And I was like, yo, is everything okay? You need to, she's like, nope. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know why I didn't, but I, I kept going. Oh, you know like, why okay, you did. <laughs> it was the no, dick. I mean, but I asked her, the little like, head was making was decisions. Like, was, <laughs> <laughs> right, that, that little, that little, Took I didn't over. get that release out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, but I stopped. I was like, yo, is everything all right? You need to go after him? You know, what? And, and unfortunately, again, I say, no, nah, you know what? Why don't you go and take care of him? You go, you know, if, you, if everything, you can come back. We have another day if, if something happens you know but you know but I didn't and never saw that couple again you know never mm-hmm. never don't know what happened to him anything but yeah that's happened a couple times we're in the middle of play uh something has gone down mm. and you know <clears throat> hold on uh I, I think wife are you are you on uh, I see that you just I'm here okay I didn't know. Were you going to ask her something, or are you just ga- gauging what you're going to say? No, I'm just trying to make sure she didn't hear me talking shit about her and is getting on and giving you. <laughs> that was the look you. A had. verbal thumping look right now. Was, uh, <laughs> no, I was just, I was just thinking about the time because I think Craig said somebody hit somebody. Waking up, hit hitting somebody. I woke <laughs> up and hit Mr. Mocha several times, but it was never because of like a jealous dream. It was because I was having nightmares. Somebody was doing something to our kids. So I can't relate to that one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she faked that dream. Cause it took her way too. She got in way too many hits for it to be a dream. Like, like she wake up. I'm not waking up. She gave me six combos. Like <laughs> I can, I'm sure I saw one. eye open up real quick to see if she was on her mark. So I'm just, you know, <laughs> you kept having you know, her stopping him. I was just listening. I heard what you guys were talking about, like jealous dreams. Yeah, I don't think Mr. Mocha's that I know of. If he did have an issue, I don't think he would. I don't even know that he would tell me if he had a dream that made him jealous. I think his. I think his nightmares are more that like I leave him or something, or we like separate. If we're just being vulnerable here, right, right. Yeah, I mean that—that's something that would scare me. I've probably had those types of dreams too, and I was only focusing on this one because waking up and and having a feeling and knowing this is a topic that we've now been discussing for three days. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute, that's that's weird, that's unique. I haven't had anything like that in a while. Yeah, and you know what what brought that on? Then I'm trying to break it down, you know, and kind of see. It could have been a sign that you just missed her. Like it was right. subliminal. We've been talking right. about this stuff for the past right. like four or five days, yep. so it could just be yep. my you know, sub- like, my subconscious. Yeah, my subconscious exactly. working through that and saying, you know what, you miss her because I did have a very romantic conversation with her later that day when I finally did get to talk to her. Yeah, very nice. And I just got to say, hey, maybe I miss you. And luckily, she said she missed. Mean? Yeah, she said she missed you back. She missed me back. Yeah, that was a, you know, you put it out there. You got to be vulnerable, guys. Give them a shot. Yeah, yeah, that is the thing. And you know, Mrs. Mocha, I will say this, you know, Mr. which is Mocha. Mrs. Mr. Mocha, Mocha, Mrs. Mocha, my love, <laughs> I will say that she actually, that is true because I just thought about that. 
I have had dreams about her leaving me. And you want to hear the funny thing about it? It's the only time in my dream she's ever left me is when I did something stupid. Like, mm. like, so I'm not afraid of her leaving me for the sake of leaving me. I'm afraid of her leaving me because I did something stupid. Right. It's guilt. Yeah, yeah, it's guilt. Like, it's, it's like. I was about to say, that tell anybody anything that he might do a lot of stupid things that I get mad about. Hey, yeah. <laughs> It's like, man, that means, that means Dick, don't get us in trouble, more. buddy. Please don't get us in trouble, nah. Dick. I, he, no, I can say there's only been, like, I can say, I can count on one thing how, how pissed <clears throat> off I was at him, and he apologized immediately, but he continued to let me rant about it because he knew how pissed I was, which is not normal. Normally, it's like, I apologize, like, let's not talk about it anymore, but those, like, few times, he like he let me freaking talk and I'm not saying that he doesn't normally let me talk but he's like what don't what do you say like don't be the dead horse like yeah, I yeah. said I was sorry like whatever it's just like something smaller but it was something in my mind that was major and we talked about it and I told him like that's a big deal to me think about it if the shoe was like on the other foot or you know whatever the situation was at the time but yeah it's only that's, that's the only time I can really be mad at him is if he does something really really dumb and, you know, and for, it's usually like it's usually something down like a milestone that we've never done together that we've never done together and we did with somebody else maybe or something we didn't really like talk about so it was more like shock yeah and same emotionally like the the problem that I always we've always run into is I'd always have the, the issue where it's like oh if I don't mind you doing it then I'll do it but I learned that it doesn't work like that just because I'm okay with her doing a thing, if she's not okay with me doing that thing, you know, we, we have to discuss it. And, and emotionally, a lot of my failures emotionally with us when we first got together was just being too, not being sensitive to her feelings in certain areas. You know, and like she said, you know, for the most part, like with us, if we have a disagreement, like if I'm wrong and it's a mild infraction, I'll say like, I don't fight if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like, so I'm like, all right, you're right. I'm wrong. I won't do it again. <clears throat> and then she wants to continue to tell me 47 other reasons why I'm wrong for doing that. And I'm like, no, I, I get it. I'm wrong. You win. Let it go. That's for mild infractions. However, <laughs> on the occasion when I've done stuff that was like, this really hurt her feelings you know, you really fucked up. I mean, when I say fucked up, it was like it. Our what we call fuck up is is not necessarily what other people call fucked up. You know, fuck up. Never, you know, like any indiscretions or anything like that. It's just you know either taking a liberty that I thought I was okay to take, you know, or not communicating well, and then looking back on it and saying. Yes, thank you with my penis. Thank you with your dick. You know. Dick. <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, we all go through it. We all learn. And I, I will say for me, right. like, yeah. it was always a lack of sensitivity that would get me in trouble. And, you know, my wife has one weapon and she uses it perfectly. Like, if she starts to cry, then I, I pretty much lose. Like, I can't, because she don't do it often. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't even... Yeah, yeah she don't cry often. often. So, like, so if she start tearing up, I, you got my attention. If I tear up, that means it was like a... 
Otherwise, if I'm not tearing up, then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to be mad at you, but I'm not really going to like freak out for five days about this. Yeah. So Craig, I want to ask you, and this is, this is going to be to single guys, but without a partner, uh, that you can have these jealous or, or um, emotions to work through, get triggered and then work through. Do you or have, do you know of any single guys who get jealous of other single guys who might get an opportunity to be with somebody that they would really like to be with, but they've never had the opportunity? Or, or again, I say jealousy, but maybe envy. But do they ever express um, that emotion that, man, I've tried for, you know, three times to get with her and actually won't even give me the time of day. And, you know, it just pisses me off. Somebody should, you know, put her in her place. Do you ever, do guys, the single guys ever deal with that emotion? And, and if so, how do they deal? Do they talk amongst each self or, or what? Yeah. I mean, again, of course. I mean, I think, I mean, you know, I'm going to be quite honest with you, man. There, you know, you know, me and Nick room together and, you know, Nick, if you know Nick, Nick, uh, I, I have friends that call him Nick the Dick. Nick has this fucking huge ass, massive dick. He's a good looking dude. You know, he's a good looking dude, and he posts he posts his picture, and women are all over his ass. You know, and I'm kind of not completely opposite. You know, but but I'm opposite. I don't have this huge, massive ass dick. But there's women I, I see Nick play with. And, you know, we room together almost every splash, you know, and I'm looking, I'm like, God damn, I want to play with her, you know, but I can't get the time of day from this chick, you know. So, yeah, there is a little bit of envy going on and everything, but, you know, we really don't talk about it. And and I don't have, you know, I'm not like, I, I, I don't walk in there and, and, and I'm dry bone, you know, I get my, my plenty fair share of women, you know. So I don't, you know, we don't really talk about it. You know, but if if I if I I may say, hey man, damn, you played with her. I've really been wanting to play with her, and he'll put in a word for me. You know, but um, I think what you see is is on the other end. You see a lot of guys that play with the woman and try to keep them by ourselves. You know, it's like nope. You're mine now, mm-hmm. you know, especially for the single dudes It's like, and I, I know a girl who comes to splash and, you know, it's like, she was telling me about somebody It was like, yo, this is, this is, and, and she was telling me all about it. I was like, yo, that's crazy. That's for your husband. You know, he just, you, you supposed to play with her and just keep it moving. You know, yeah, y'all can have a special relationship, you know, but that's a mutual thing. But you can't be mad because the husband is saying this or that. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of single dudes that, that you know, try to lock up the, the woman and be like, nope, this is mine now. You need permission to do this. You got to talk emotional to me before it. you talk to her. Yep. And very yep. emotional so, about it. Yep. Not today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think you see that more than than the other side. You no, know? wait, but, hold but on. Of course, both of them. Now, listen. You know, we keep it one hundred percent here. You mean to tell me right. you ain't never you ain't never heard the guy who was trying to get with a certain woman and she didn't, and when when it's just the fellas, he ain't like fuck that bitch. I know you've heard that. Uh, of course. I know you of heard course. that. That <laughs> you know, course. super sensitive. <laughs> I'm entitled to the pussy. You know. Because I like to me, I saw I have seen that particular thing a lot where guys are, you know, 
I mean, I've it's one thing like with my boys. If my boys come up to me like, "Oh man, you 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 play with her. I want to play with her." But like when a dude I don't know walks up to me and starts, you know, asking me about, "Oh man, she she played with you. I've been trying to play with her for two years." Like, hey man, get the fuck out of my face. He's making it weird. Like, <laughs> right? Like I like it's, like like it's the reason why you ain't played with her in two years. Yeah. Like how many times have I seen some woman some woman who's playing with somebody like i didn't walk up to the guy and start asking hey bro hey um she let you hit that i don't know why she didn't let me hit it like i i'm not entitled to the pussy and it's like it's right and i i've seen that a lot and that's one of the things that you know when you're exploring exploring like what part what 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 part of your psyche or your emotion makes you go to an event i mean we've had like we had a party one of our house parties in Atlanta, I had to ban a guy from the parties because he come to the party and the only woman he wanted to play with was the two at the party who didn't want to play with him. He follow him around. He talked to him. You know, he tried to corner him. He talked to their husband. He walked upstairs. Hey, hey, uh, Mr. Mocha, man, I just don't understand why so-and-so don't want to fuck me. And I be like, hey, man. All these women in here, and you worried about there's 20 women here, and there's two that won't play with you. Well, I just don't understand why she playing with the other dudes. Hey, man, this is you can't come back. <laughs> like you can't, you can't come back. Like you just, like I. That's that's something that always intrigues me. Like what makes guys think? And you know, if there's any ladies on here who's experienced that, by all means, you know, you know, please jump in and share that experience and, and tell me how you've dealt with it and how you've handled it. <clears throat> Chris? Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I was getting a message. I, I figured out our technical issue on why you couldn't get me to co-host. Because ah. you sent it to Angel. <laughs> She's hard liquor A. That ex- you know I something? hard liquor A2. I was over there like, putting like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why? <laughs> so it wasn't me who was had the error. It, it was me. Right. <clears throat> it's my wife's fault. <throat> She's not down here. I mean, honey, you know I have a problem with my eyes. I have a picture of her in black, and it's in. Mrs. Mocha. Mrs. Mocha, <gasps> this just means I'm going to have to stay another night and do this. To again. train me. To give him, he, we just need him for more practice for him. For training purposes. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, actually, don't hit that button because it's going to mess up. I'm though. not touching it. No, no, I, it, I'm not touching it. In the South, if those who are familiar in the South, there's a phrase that everybody likes to say, bless his heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> We don't say that in the South, Chris. Sorry. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> oh. No, I've never said bless his heart, ever. You don't say no, it. No, that was me. I was blessing his heart. My wife touches me on the face. I, my, when I say something stupid, my wife will, like, pat me on the face. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that you're you're cute to me. No, I say you're so pretty. Oh, something like that. I'll pet you and say you're so pretty, honey. But you do the same thing to me whenever I'm saying something dumb. I don't say the words. I just pet you on the head and smile. Just look at you. Because I know that if you I say the words. Well say that. that. Listen, I, I can just play it off as a loving gesture from your loving husband. 
Even though I have a hard time. I can, I I can hear her fuming from upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Tread lightly. Tread lightly, my friend. Listen, I know how far I can go before I'm out of ass for tonight. So <laughs> I got about five more points left. <laughs> it's like the video game lives are hanging over his head here. Every time one point goes, yeah, I, I'm aware of my point system here. I know how far to take this thing. But going back to what you said about like being, you said what being cornered by a guy. Mm-hmm. You know that's happened to me several times. Mm-hmm. And guys only do it whenever they know Mister Mocha has walked away mm-hmm. because I'm way too nice, and I usually do not even tell Mister Mocha that it's happened until he is until we're on the plane. Yeah, out of arms reach until we're like yeah. far away from what has happened. But I have gotten better. But yes, that's super annoying, guys. Don't do that. I mean, even if somebody's seen, I think some we said it on the girls' podcast. Somebody said it on there. Like, just because I'm talking to you doesn't mean I'm going to fuck you. Yes, that that simple that simple gesture of of pleasantry and friendship is often misconstrued. Indeed, I know I know, I know Mrs. Minx gets that a lot because yeah. she's very friendly. She will talk. To everybody. In fact, she will talk unless somebody just says, okay, I'm done listening to you talk. Let's go fuck. Right? Because she will talk and talk and talk. She loves to get to know people. Sounds familiar, honey? I can't hear you. Oh, you heard me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you heard me. (laughs) You see how she just tried to pull one? She tried to use one of my tactics Mm -hmm. on me. That's She tried a Jedi mind trick. That's my tactic. Mm. Selective hearing. She's learning. Yeah, she does. I think it's interesting what you said, too, though, about the, the two guys at the party that, you know, they, they're only for these certain women and won't do anything. You know, I, I don't I don't get that mentality at all, man. You miss out on so much, you know, and, and I get it. It's kind of like that we was talking about uh, at, at the last splash, that fuck lust. You know, I get the fuck lust, but I mean, because you got the lust doesn't mean the other person is lusting as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, you make it, you make it known, you know, you, and, and sometimes it's just subtle things, you know, like, uh, there, there's a splash, uh, attendee who, um, a couple years ago when I first met her, um, we just were standing around talking. You know, it wasn't it wasn't any interest in the two of us at all, you know, and it was just we just was talking and we talked for like 40 minutes just in the kitchen, laughing, joking and playing and talking and having a great time. And I turned around and looked at her and said, you want to go play? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, let's go. And um, it was and, and I asked her afterwards before we started talking, she had no no inclination at all who was going to play with me. It wasn't going to happen at anything. We just, and now we are like the best of friends, the best of friends, you know, but I just can't understand that mentality of going to a place and only looking to play with certain people and limiting your options for everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, some in the case of the guy who came to the party, if they had wanted to play with him, he probably wouldn't have chosen them. He only wanted them because he couldn't have them. And and that is the thing that always gets me. It's like, you know, I I, I have never ever if if there's a woman who I'm interested in and I and I tell her I'm interested and she doesn't want to play with me, at that point, I, I don't want to play with her because 
like I don't she's not gonna enjoy herself. You know, like what's the point if you can't share an experience? But you know, you get guys right. who are trying to convince women like but you're trying to convince women who don't want to play with you to play with you. Like I that part I can't I can't understand. Like I it's just why why would I do that? Right. I don't think anybody's going to enjoy themselves when they do it. But again, there's some guys that that understand they're there for themselves. They have that that narcissistic personality that they are there for their pleasure, <clears throat> and these women are there to for you know to pleasure him. There's there's those people in society, and they've got to show up for these special events because again. Like I used the other night, they're fishing in a small pond, a stocked pond, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, this is a trapped audience. I am here for my pleasure, whether she wants to or not. So some guys will just wear women down. I've seen that happen a lot. Yes. Just over and over and over until they finally like, oh, just to make them stop. Okay, right? And then all of a sudden, they're like, it was not pleasurable at all. And that's crazy. And he's going, now he's going and he's telling his guys, man. Guess what I just done? You know how good that was, man. I, did I that. gave her the best dick she had the whole weekend, right? And that's the guy who go walking around bragging. Yeah, <laughs> sad but true. Yeah, and that is crazy because I have I have seen women get worn like some guy wears her down, you know, and you know it's just she finally gives in and says yes, and it's like holy shit. Who does that? All right, so we're going to go to the comments. Uh, Ginger, <laughs> Ginger, I, if you keep flirting with me, I'm going to have to come, come back to Florida. Uh, this is one of my favorite people. Uh, she's saying some flirty stuff. I'm going to have to call you after the show and try to. I'm going to have to talk to my people upstairs about a trip. Uh, and then we had some, is that Ken? Ken, and I just asked him what his question was. Oh, okay, there you go. We'll give him a minute to see what he wants to okay. ask his question. Unless, Ken, you want to type your question. We're happy to have you type the question. Or did you want to verbally ask the question? Johnny Bravo, look at there. You know. <laughs> hey, Johnny Bravo. Long time no see, my friend. Oh. So, you know, the, the whole concept of male emotion is always a tricky one, I think. You know, while we're waiting for a question, it's tricky because in every aspect, you know, since guys who have the emotions, you know, dealing with jealousy, dealing with insecurities, dealing with the, the thought that, you know, I think a lot of times when they when guys get that rejection. I think some that makes some guys a little more aggressive, you know, they got rejected by one woman, so now they got to try harder for somebody else. So, well, they yeah. want to try and save face, right? They've been rejected. So now they feel Oof, I got it. I got to step up. I got to be more manly. I got to, they can make them more aggressive because they're just trying to save face. Mm -hmm. I'd be embarrassed. Or in the case of, or in the case like those two guys at the party, I got rejected. Now I have to try harder. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, what is, what does that do for you? Like, I mean, I, I think. I literally was about to say that. Like what, why are you trying harder? You're trying harder to get rejected. I, no, I listen. I, I I know a guy, and and it was like 
it was like uh, Mr. Broker just said, you know, they, they, they try, they try, they try, and then it wears some girls down. Maybe it, maybe if I do this, he'll leave me alone. And I know, I know a couple of women who have done that. And I look and I'm like, why would you do that? You know, just you talk to somebody else. We'll do everything we can, but don't wear yourself down and, and let him break you down to where you do it. And then now he, now fortunately they've left him alone, but you know, that's, that's the wrong way to deal with that situation. Unfortunately. Yeah. Or what about the, what about the guys who get rude when they get rejected? What about those guys? <laughs> like they get they get mean or they get rude when they're rejected. You know? Yes, my love. There's a question there for Craig. Um, from Chris Minx is not paying well, attention. Well, no, because you see where you left the cursor that you have that. It says oh, no questions, Craig. What's your game plan handling the emotions that come up when you feel rejected? There you go. Thank you, my love. That was for you, Craig. Oh, I'm sorry. Said, what's, what was the question? <laughs> Wake up, Craig. <laughs> I was, no, I was scrolling yeah. through the comments. Bro, I said it so nicely. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Craig, what's your game plan to handling the emotions that come up when you feel rejected? Um... You you know what's weird and and like you said we gonna keep it one hundred. I don't I don't really pursue a lot of women and not 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 to make it sound arrogant or anything like that. The reason why I don't pursue a lot of women is because I don't like the rejection. You know it's hard for me to handle that rejection. You know and I don't know. It, it, it's not that that I can't. I'm not gonna be like like Mr. Mocha just said and get angry about things. Um, but I just, I don't know. It's just hard for me to, to, to approach somebody and, and be like, Hey, you know, I'm really interested. Da, 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 da. And, and, and be like, ah, oh, well, oh, I'm not really interested in you. I, I, it's hard for me to, to accept that. So it's, that's why you get Craig all full best a lot of times where I'm just laughing and joking because I understand my personality draws a lot of people in. So if you, if you are somebody that, that is attracted by my personality and my outgoingness and being so friendly and that draws you closer, then, you know, I have a connection with you rather than trying to go out and create a connection and end up, end up being um, rejected, if that makes sense. If you are rejected. Yeah. How do you know you're going to be rejected, Craig, if you don't ask? That's a, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. It's just that fear of, 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 being rejected, you know, that's, that fear is huge to me, man. It, it, it really is huge, but I will tell you an incident that, that just happened to me. Now I, I get rejected on the content side kind of frequently, you know, but that's for whatever reason it is, you know, whether I don't have enough followers, um, I'm not big enough name, blah, blah, whatever it is, you know, um, I tell you one incident that happened to me, but it's easier content wise for me i had a woman that that i reached out to she said on her page um collabs dm for collabs i was like okay so i dm'd her took me a while to get up the nerve to dm her dm'd her and she was like you only have blah 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 amount of followers um if you want to shoot with me it's going to be twenty five hundred dollars i was like wow so it took me like two days to make a response and it was a very cerebral response 
you know? So it was like, um, I, there's a reason why I only have a few. I just started out. I've been doing this for a long time, but I just started out. If you want references, I could have given you references. Da, 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 da. Thank you so much for reading my response. And I hope you have a nice day. You know, I'm not that angry type of person. I'm more of a cerebral person. I don't, react you know i like to think before i react and it's got gotten me you know a lot of um respect in in different ways so um i i try not to ever react out of anger there's somebody for everybody and i'm just not for that person is the way i look at it you know that was a great response in that situation too i mean that was really really well handled i like that thank you thank you yeah there's no need. I mean, again, it's, it's, I'm not for that person. So, you know, I just thank you. It, 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 what, what is getting mad going to do about it? And we see it all the time where, where somebody will say, you know, if I don't want to shoot with you, don't get angry about it. Don't call me a bitch. You didn't think I was a bitch before you wanted to shoot with me. You didn't think I was ugly. You know, you didn't think I was ugly before you, 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 you tried to pull that dick out, you know? So why am I ugly now? Because I rejected you. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you just take it in stride. I wasn't for you at that time or whatever. And and you just, you know, you just got to pack it up and say, hey, it's cool and and, and move along. There's somebody else down the line that would be interested in you. And and Craig, did you did you have to learn to come to this cerebral response and handling that rejected anger? Or is this just in your nature is how you handle that always? It's just in my nature, man. I'm a very like, I'm a very, very laid back type of person, you know, like, um, even growing up, I just was a person where my sister was more reactionary. She always would lose her shit. You know, I'm not that way. I just, it takes a lot to make me angry, you know, and, and it takes sometimes two, three chances. And after that third chance, it's like, oh, fuck you, you know, fuck you, you know, but I, it's just me, man. I, I just never was a, was a type of person that would snap after one thing. So it's just, just always been me to kind of lay low and well, it is what it is, you know, because I, and I was asking in case there are gentlemen out there who have more of that reactionary response and how, if you had come from that place and then had grown into your current chill attitude because all I've ever known you as is Mr. Chill and always a smile right. and always willing to make somebody laugh. So um, anyway, good. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Hey, we've got a question here that, that uh, I think would be interesting. I'd like to hear uh, you bulls perspective on this. Ken, cut Ken on Twitter asks, since this is about male emotions, this is something I've always <clears throat> wondered about bulls. Obviously bulls do this because they like fucking. But I'm also wondering how much of the satisfaction comes from the cuckolding of men, or in other words, what's the satisfaction of specifically fucking a married woman while they're with their husband's enthusiasm? That's a great question, Ken. I've seen another. No, it's the two. That's the first part one and part two there. Uh, I know for for me, um, I think when I, for me, when I first, my first cuckolding experience was not even, I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was about to happen, you know, so. Go ahead. Yes, my love. Um, Woman, chop, 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 chop with the liquor, please. You've been stuttering a lot on the podcast. (laughs) 
Hey, that's like low, that's okay. like low fat liquor too. I'm gonna have to spank my wife on Just on live radio. Ass, Don't make me spank you in front of all of these people. Oh my goodness! You just complained about me. You just gave me like half the bottle. Don't pour it back in there. There's water in there. Don't water down the. Um. Everyone, I just want to let you know that Mrs. Mocha is is cruising for a spanking over here. Come here. He's talking himself right out of the crease tonight. Oh no! I, when, hey, he threatening with a spanking. No, no, that's that that gives points. If I threaten to give her a spanking, oh, okay. oh that's <clears throat> gotcha. I'm sorry. Gotcha. I, I digress. Um, so when I first got when I the first time I ever played with a cuckold couple. Um, I didn't even see it coming to be honest with you. Like they didn't give me any warning or anything like that. And like, she was like, like she was their relationship. It was one where she was very verbally, very verbally abusive. I didn't see it coming. You know, um, Craig is probably distracted by a bottle of tequila. Says sub girl, actually tequila sub girl. I'm drinking tequila tonight. I want you to know that. But so with my first experience, I think what made me excited about the, the, the cuckolding aspect was, you know, I'd already been into hot wifing. <clears throat> and for me personally, it was always, you know, while playing with her when it happened, when she when she stepped into that role, you know, she got super wet and she got super turned on. So for me personally, the turn on when I'm playing with a a couple hot wife or a cuckold couple, for me personally, the turn on is the level of turn on. Uh, how how turned on the wife is I know there's a lot of guys who really get off on the humiliation aspect when it comes to the guy so for me it's me playing with her and watching how much she gets off on the game that they're playing so in the situation where I've played with uh, a cuckold couple where the wife wasn't into it, you can tell the husband was trying to force the issue. In that case, then I'm not turned on. So that is a very short-lived thing because for me personally, and that's me personally, she is my main focus. And the the bonus is this, for me that the points are to see how aroused she's getting by this interaction. So if it's just a situation where, you know, because we've all... If any bull who's dealt with cuckold couples, we've all been in a been in a situation where the cuck is really trying to, you know, push his wife to do things, and she's not really fucking into it. She's just there for the dick, but she knows that the cost of her getting dick is to give him his fantasy, which I absolutely respect. And in the situation where they have that conversation with me, then I can still be turned on because I understand that now. Like the turn on to me is that she's willing to, you know, be in this because she enjoys, you know, the sensation I can give her enough for. So that's my take on that. So if you want to ask the question again and then see what Craig's take on is it? Craig's take on it is. Right. She's right. I'm stuttering a lot. Yeah, uh, you are kind of like, well, fucking tequila. I appreciate you drinking tequila with me. He had me drink bourbon the first night. <clears throat> I'm not a bourbon guy. I'm a tequila guy. So tonight he said, Chris, I'll drink with you. Because I'm not a tequila guy. Tequila. He's not a tequila guy, but he is like in this one. All right. So basically you like being invited in. You like the energy of being invited into that couple's dynamic mm-hmm. as as a, a third party observer and as a as a third party interactant in mm-hmm. their in their uh, 
relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a time, and Craig, I'll let you answer this side of the question first. Is there a time where it becomes um, an extra chore to manage the the husband or the cook's uh, emotions in that? I've, uh, Mr. Moke, I've heard you say that the most challenging individual in any of this lifestyle relationship is the cuck husband because of that um, dynamic can be so diverse, right? So Craig, when you've had a cuck situation, do you have to divert more of your energy to um, manage the cuck's emotions as well as the, the woman's emotions? No, I haven't. I haven't had a situation where I've had to to manage his emotions as much. Um, <clears throat> so, um, I would say, thankfully, I'm. I'm. I've. I haven't had it, that situation. You know. Um, I think the thing you you have to do is you still have to try and make sure that that the cuck is important during the sexual part of it. But I haven't really had a situation where I've had to to deal with that. Thankfully, his his emotions on everything. You know, I've dealt with some pretty hardcore cucks. Um, I think we all know Herbie and Gemini. Um, but um, I you know like like they're a great cuckold couple. But I haven't had to deal with that really. Thankfully. Don't jinx me. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I I, I will. <clears throat> uh, let me see. Ken just jumped in. Ken Ken is the one who asked the question. So, Ken, you can. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm just wondering when when. So I, I typed the question a different way in the same thread. I'm just wondering if part of what appeals to you is the fact leaving aside the kind of dynamic you just discussed, the the fact of the the cuckold male deferring to you or submitting to you, not physically, but by accepting or even being enthusiastic about um, you know, you fucking his wife. I think um it's like a power thing. I know I'll log off now. It, it, I, you know, I love the power of the cuckold dynamic. You know, I, I, I love taking that power side of it and making it me and her and not, you know, him, you know, um, it, it, I, I, and thankfully I'm not a person that where the power goes to my head and everything like that, but I love that, that dynamic of it. And then whether they have reclaiming, I mean, I guess you don't have as much reclaiming with the cuckold couple, but I love taking the powerful side of it and, and being, you know, uh, and, and having kind of the head of the table type of thing. If you're a wrestling fan, <laughs> having the head of the table part of it, um, of, of a lot of times over both of them and, and not only the cuck, you know, but you know, at times both of you, the, 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 the husband, I mean me and then the, uh, the wife having the power dynamic over him. I, I do enjoy all of that. But the thing I think you need to, especially with, with, with couples that aren't cuckolds is, is just, um, the, um, Oh God! What was it? I just lost lost my train of thought real fast. Uh, the, uh, you have to are remember you that that you time? are. <laughs> no man, listen. I'm all tequila out from my trip to Tahito. <laughs> so much tequila. <laughs> well, we're catching up for but you. I think. 
Yeah. Oh, good. Somebody, because I'm I'm drying out, man. I had so much water in the last couple of days. <laughs> but uh, I think as far as a couple that isn't cuckold, you have to remember that you're a lot of times an enhancement to that to that couple, and not, you know, so it isn't really a power thing. So it's a fine line you got to walk between the cuckold part and and the 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 stag vixen or or the the hot wife couple and so it's a fine line you gotta walk because you don't wanna offend them in any way because you're not there to take his place or be powerful over him you're there just to, to it be as an enhancement you know so you, you gotta walk that line at what point Craig do you figure out what that dynamic is gonna be is it is it in the middle of the scene or does it happen in the the interview the socialization time <clears throat> uh, beginning before before you head to the bedroom uh, oh, that's something that's worked out before. It? Yeah, that, that should. Before. Yeah, otherwise shit yeah, gets you, weird. It, not only will shit get weird, but it could get violent too, man. You sitting there, you start talking to somebody who's who's not a cuckold and, t- and saying things that you shouldn't be saying, and man, that that could end in in, in some some bad ways, you know. Right. So yeah, that's something that you and and a lot of times it doesn't even need to be talked about. I don't think you know you can you can get a feel for things. And, and as to how he, the the husband is acting with things, you know, and and if he is a cuckold or or maybe he's not a cuckold, but he won't, you know, that you don't need to try to act that powerful way with him, you know, the person who is a stag vixen or or a wife, there's a completely different demeanor to those husbands than it is to to some husbands who are cuckolds. And a lot of that is based upon the conversation before you get to to any of the bedroom stuff. Okay, good. You know, some I think that... Do you think that sometimes that... Sorry, do you think sometimes, too, that that bulls, some bulls in general forget that this is about fantasy and that it's it's to help fulfill everybody's fantasy, not just the bulls? Of course. Of course. Of course. I mean, because, I mean, just like, just like, uh, I mean, I know you guys have talked about it a lot. Everybody doesn't deserve the title of a bull, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and those people who claim to be a bull are those, some of those people that, so those same people that the house wanting to play with somebody that, you know, they've, they've only want to play with them just like Mr. Mocha described, you know, and they don't get that they are an enhancement to the, 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 the couple's, uh, dynamic, you know, not they're they're I mean, they can go and get any dude they want, you know. Um, so it's not like you you need to to know your place with with all of that. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think you're definitely right about that, Miss Mocha. I think that anytime you're interacting, I mean, as as lifestylers, you know, swingers, hot wives, cuckolds, you know, you are interacting with somebody else's. Uh, partner, their spouse, whatever it may be. And, you know, I think that a lot of these guys, they step into it, like was said earlier, they're thinking about themselves, their own emotions, their own feelings. This is how I want to feel. And I think going back to what Kim was asking, you know, the power, a lot of guys will take that power to their head. Okay, because yeah. they've 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 been offered an opportunity where they can where they can step into somebody's bedroom, and they can take a measure of control, you know, on the situation, you know. But you know, Chris, the question you ask is, you know, how do you know what type of situation it is? 
you definitely want to know what you're going into before you do it, because otherwise, you know, you're not nobody's going to be happy. You know, nobody's going to be happy if you. And then also you can wind up in some uncomfortable situations if you don't have a conversation. Right. Like, you know, as as a, a guy going into a situation where you're playing with somebody's wife, you know, you want to set your boundaries and limits right up front because, you know, a lot of guys step into it and they don't put their boundaries out there. And then, you know, I have the conversation with a guy later like, oh, my God, you know, in this particular, you know, I went and hung out with them and the dude tried to grab my, my balls. Like, okay, did you talk to him first? Did you say that you're not good with that? You know, you know, like, you know, or, or I've actually had a couple. I had a couple talk to me when I was at Splash and – Basically, the the bull tried to put his dick in the the husband's face, and the husband's like, "Dude, what are you doing?" <laughs> like, it's like, bro, like that is like, like. So I mean, so yeah, th- those conversations have to be had, and then you know when you're going back to um, just you know, who are you thinking about here? You thinking about yourself? Uh-huh. Are you thinking about all three of you? Because no, I'm not saying you're going into a relationship, going into a situation where you're trying to have sex and you're not thinking about your own dick. Cause yeah, you know, you are thinking about your own dick and yes, your own dick is first and foremost. However, if you want to enjoy the experience and you want to, to be able to continue having those experiences, you have to make the pleasure of the people you're playing with just as important. And I think that, you know, there are some people out there who, when when I say they can't read the room, that just simply means that they lack the ability to read the emotional state of those who they're playing with. You know, you know, you're looking at a person's face, you're talking to a, a couple, you know, what energy are you giving off? What energy are they giving off? And, you know, what are you looking for? If I know that I'm going to a situation, you know, I want to enjoy the wife and Whatever her role is, however she likes to to manage her husband, cool. But I do know a lot of guys who are really in it for the power. They enjoy the power. You know, they like to be able to, you know, boss the husband around. They like to, you know, they want to, you know, have the, the husband serve them drinks. I mean, you even have, you know, some husbands who go so far as enjoying the, you know, the, the physical aspect of it, you know, so... It really just depends upon the bull, the type of bull they are, what they're getting off on in this situation, you know, respond to Ken again. That's uh, those are pretty good answers, guys. I really appreciate you going into that. One. I, I do have another. Go ahead. Who's up? I was going to ask if I could add something, but if you're going to move on. No, Ken, Ken, no, please go ahead. Um, I, I that, um, I was thinking more specifically about, um, so I remember reading on a blog, I, it may have been Venus's, I, I forget where it was, but it was about how cuckolding can be like a sort of a kind of a, the two people submitting together, but the only, you know, obviously only the wife is being physical and that it's, it's, a sense of, well, I mean, Venus talked about this in a couple of her episodes of the bull sort of defeating the the cuck, and 
it's interesting. I don't know whether that's something. I think that's something a lot of cucks feel. I'm sorry, I, 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 I kind of didn't understand that last part. You said the bull doing what? I, you kind of broke up on my bull, end. Bull sort of, de- bull sort of defeating the cuck. Uh, you know, de- conquering or whatever you want it, whatever the term is. Right. And right. I think that that's something a lot of cucks feel, but I don't know whether that's something bulls feel or if that's not even enters their conscious consciousness. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's. I mean, once again, it everything comes out of two things. You know, what's the cuck looking for? What's the bull looking for? If if the cuck wants that, you just have to match yourself up with a bull who is into that. You know, and that's the difference between bulls and guys who, you know, just like to fuck people's wives. You know, if if you're a bull, a bull is going to be the learning what the cuck want is just as important as learning what the wife wants. Both of those things are very important because you're going into an arrangement with two people. You're not going into an arrangement with one person. You know, oftentimes when you're looking at, you know, a hot wife situation, it's like, all right, dude, my hot wife, my wife is hot. I want you, you know, play with her, pleasure her, and the pleasure is all about her. But honestly, whenever you're dealing with a cuckold situation, you know, even though you're not, even though you're not physically interacting with the cuck, you know, they're still being stimulated and it's important to make sure that you match up well with the bull that you're looking for. You know, so if you do like, you know, a bull who is going to be a little more degrading, you know, and you know, all degrade, all, all degrading and humiliation is not necessarily extremely verbal. There's different ways to achieve that, that sensation and that emotion, you know, as a cook, it's important that through your communication, through your talking, you make sure that the bull that you have is giving you the sensation you want because there are a lot of cucks out there who are only into mild humiliation. They they don't want right. to feel defeated. They don't want to feel inferior, you know, because there's a big difference from the, the, the one who's saying, okay, you know, I want to see you fill my wife with your alpha seed, you know, or the one who the husband just sits and watch and the wife looks over and say, towel, water, drink. There's a huge difference between those two. So I think the only, I mean, what you're looking for is, is there, but you just have to make sure you find a compatible bull. And that's where the conversation comes in. Because honestly, most oftentimes you'll, you'll meet a cuckold couple who are not very upfront about their desires and their fantasies and their fantasies and their long-term goals. What they're doing is trying, they'll, they'll see a bull that they really like physically and she really likes physically. So the cuck wants to be a good cuck and make sure his wife gets what she wants. So they will just kind of, you know, tell the bull what they think he wants to hear. And then you've got a dude who's talking with his dick, who's just telling them what they want to hear. So now you know, you wind up in an actual situation and nobody's actually getting what they want because of lack of communication. And, and this this brings up a point that Brian James brought up in the threads there. He says he's actually experienced the opposite where the couple is really only thinking about their pleasure and not even regarding the bull's pleasure in the scene. Right. Yeah. So that they, they find that bull that they like, they're attracted to physically and they don't care. We're going to create this with this guy because we like his looks mm-hmm. and we don't care what how he feels about it or what he's going to get out of that scene. He's literally the the stunt cock, if you will. 
Yeah. Anybody you guys you, had that? You you always you always going to have that part of it as well. I mean, it goes both ways. You know, you always going to have that. But those, I mean, do you want to reconnect with those people? I mean, when that experience is over, just, just you know, you may just want brush them aside and never deal with them again. You know, so I mean, but you always going to have that. It happens at splash. It happens at other uh, all sorts of parties. You always going to have that because again you are an enhancement you are not there for anything other than an enhancement so for whatever that reason may be you know not to say that he can't satisfy his well wife or or whatever the reason may be you are only an enhancement so yes they don't care about what you feel or think or anything like that it's just you are the enhancement and and that's you're just the dick that they need at that time so again i mean it's up to you as the bull are you going to deal with them again move on or or whatever hey craig you you lead into a, a bigger question that i really wanted to ask on this as far as the male emotion again was sort of our topic where we started with this <clears throat> when you run into that couple that really doesn't care about what the bull is his emotions or feelings in that you finish the scene. Now you're you're left. You you might not even get the the normal high that you would from being intimate in that type of environment. How or has uh, the bull, you bulls that that let down? There's the emptiness afterwards. The the weekend finishes. The 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 meeting of the three of you or the four of you or whatever it is is over and. The couple has each other to go home with and to talk it out and relive, and in my case, reclaim you know the minks. We have all of this enhanced intimacy that carries on after our scene, but you guys are left with nothing. Is there an emptiness? Th- and, and if there is an empty feeling or a loneliness, or I mean, if you can describe if any emotion that comes afterwards in a letdown stage and put a name to it if you could. I am um, quite honestly, Chris, man, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, Mr. Minks. I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm okay with that. You know, it, it doesn't bother me if, if, if that's the case, because, um, I'm not there. I tell people, man, I'm not there to take your wife, you know? So if I don't have that connection with, with people and we there just to play, let's play, let's get it over with. I can go home. I can get ready for work tomorrow. And I have to deal with this or worried about it again if you contact me we you know and you want to get together again okay let's you know it's easier for me i don't like dealing with that emotional part of anything with 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 in in it anything man you know I, like you said i'm a very laid-back type of person cool and i don't want to have any of that drama i don't want to have any of that beef i don't have and not to say i don't do it but I don't have a lot of relationships where I'm texting wives and saying, I want to see you this and that. And I I don't need that connection, you know, so I'm okay with if that happens. Um, But on the flip side of it, yeah, there are times, and I spoke to to Venus about this, that um, there are times where I'm sitting in my house and I'm like, man, you know, I do wish I had somebody to sleep with tonight. You know, I, I do wish I had someone that could come over and spend a little time with me. I spend a lot of time by myself, but, you know, I'm okay with it, you know, because when I go out and party and do things, man, you know, I'm all over the place, <laughs> you know, but uh, I, 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 you know, I really don't mind it if that happens. I think until, um, <clears throat> I mean, before I was married, you know, as a single guy, like I never, like I never felt that way either. And honestly, until the last 
last couple of years, I didn't realize that there were guys out there who were, you know, who were really trying to connect with other people's wives, like who they're who were seeking out a couple, you know, who, oh, I want to make you my girlfriend. I did. I didn't really know that was a thing until, you know, a few years back. So um, I, I think from from my my viewpoint, when I was a single male and I played with couples, I enjoyed being a single male. And, you know, to go back to what um, Brian was saying, I I think that there's a thing. When you first meet a couple or you first meet a woman in lifestyle anyway, let's keep it honest. We're both there to please ourselves. If I meet a couple, when I first meet a couple, I first meet a woman I understand I am just a penis. Now, if at the end of that interaction, I wasn't able to add value to myself, my character, my personality, all of those things and walk away, walk out as a name and someone to see differently. That's really on me. <clears throat> that That's me. That's that's really not them. You know. They can go. They can come into the attention of just treating me like a, uh, you know, like the fellows say, you know, piece of ass. But if I walk away and that's all I am when I left, that means somehow I didn't bring value to that situation. And it doesn't, contrary to popular opinion, I don't have to talk to a person for three weeks to build value. The time it takes for me to speak to your wife, get to your room, the way I interact, you know, because. Communication is not just verbal, but it's nonverbal. The level of respect I show, the level of attentiveness I show, me understanding how to fall into a role, you know, whether it's a hot wife couple, a cuckold couple, the level that they are after the conversation, you know, all of these things make a difference. All of these things make a difference. You know, I've played with couples where I understand that the husband wants to see this, but he still is a little, a little insecure. So I understand at that point, there's a certain level of hold back that I have to have because he's not emotionally strong as he wants to be, but he's emotionally strong enough to handle this, this experience. So now I'm going to be balancing her, you know, his emotions, you know, her emotions. I'm going to make sure I have, I, I have a conversation with him, make him comfortable. So, I mean, if I walk out of a room or walk away from a couple that after I play with them, they only see me as just a, a quick fuck and they see nothing else about me. That's because that was on me. That means I didn't do something. At least from my standpoint. That, that's a, that's a very good way of looking at it. Also. I, I hadn't thought of it as that way. <clears throat> um, but I like, I like how you, you phrase that. And you said that, I mean, I, you know, it could be something that I need to think about going forward, but you know, I just, I just, again, that, that emotional side of it, you know, I just, I'd rather not deal with it, you know, but that, that you raise a very good point, though. Hey, I'm going to jump in here real quick. And hey, Mr. Mocha, I got to tell you, I don't know how often your podcast goes international, but tonight we have uh, Colombia and Brazil listening in. Thanks, guys, for uh, joining us. Really appreciate that. Hope you're enjoying Appreciate that, everybody. Thank you. You guys also have another question on there. I guess um, Chris is not doing his job. <laughs> Was that from Miami 33? 
What? Hold on. Let me scroll down. It's from someone, one couple. How do you all start? Yes. We had actually, we were looking at that one, but I was looking for a good segue to bring that in. Oh, I didn't know that that's what a Faces podcast was all about, that we were trying to segue things out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you chose not to be down here sitting between the two men. So that being said, you know, we invited you here. We had a chair for you. You know, we're going to touch on you during the podcast, but no. Mr. Mocha asked me to push him and to keep him on track. So I was giving him a little structure and not letting him go free range on everybody. And now Mrs. Mocha just throw the grenade in there. Listen, I might end up out of the street tonight after all. It's fine. You just got to like, okay, now we're on to the next subject. That's okay. We don't, we've never gently ripped a Band-Aid on, this, on any of our episodes that I know of. So, Get my paddle ready, woman. We'll, we'll blame it on the new guy then. <laughs> I'm always good with that. Zero uh, points for you, sir. One couple, one couple's question. If everybody hasn't seen it, they were asking, "How did you all start?" They play out their fantasy as hot wife, but not with the cuck. We've acted out like we are playing, and a stranger is watching. Then he encourages her to help the stranger. But the bigger question is, how did we all start? And I think the the first simple answer to that is, everybody starts in their own way. There's no standard starting off point to joining into the lifestyle and then experiencing all the different facets of it. Um, Angel Minx and I have been in this 19 years, and uh, we started because we met each other on a swinger site. So we both knew our mentality previously and, and what we were actually interested in, and then that's what we were both kind of seeking in the relationship. It developed over the years, but where we started out and where we are currently is, I mean, I, I could never have predicted that we're, we're, we are where we are now. It's been a fluid journey that has had lots of offshoots and side adventures. And, you know, you can't even imagine <laughs> all of the things that we had to go try and explore. We wanted to try everything. And then the things we liked, we went back and did again. Uh, but it all starts out at that beginning, like you guys are doing. You're already starting it. So you've begun your journey, you just haven't taken the next step. And that next step will come at that point where you feel comfortable together of doing that. And one of you are going to have to break out of that comfort zone and ask to take that risk, right? Hey, let's actually contact somebody. Let's go to a swinger event. Let's join a swinger site and start interacting with people. It can be something simple like that. It doesn't have to be, well, let's have somebody come over and I'll just watch him rail you and kind of figure it out as we go. That's, I would advise not to go that way. Do you have any uh, advice on how you got started? I know, same thing, you were single and then you found somebody who also was open-minded. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean, from my standpoint, I mean, I, I was in a lifestyle years before I met my wife so my, I mean when we got into it my wife was my wife was a wild animal before I met her so when I introduced the concept to her she was like fuck yeah let's do it so I mean obviously everybody's not gonna gonna fall into it like that um, but even before we you know before we dove right in you know we did spend time talking about the fantasies and you know, I, I did have to convince her that I was serious about it. Like, it wasn't a setup. I wasn't trying to test and see if you suck another guy's dick or nothing like that. You know, let her know that it's, it's, it was 
a real thing. You know, so exploring your fantasies together to me is a start because, you know, every idea starts with your imagination. You know, the reason we can fucking fly from, you know, Atlanta to New York is because some guy, you know, probably got high and went, hmm, I wish I could fly like a bird. And now we got airplanes. You know, the same thing, you know, works with the lifestyle, you know, or getting into the lifestyle. You and your wife start to talk about it. You start to fantasize about it. You know, and here's the thing. Both of you should deal with your jealousy up front. You know, don't ignore the thought that, you know, yeah, we get turned on with the sex part, but understand there's going to be jealousy there and jealousy is healthy. Jealousy is an emotion. We all have them. It's how we manage them. So, you know, up front, if you want to get into it, when you're fantasizing together, you know, as a dude, I can tell you for a fact, if you start fantasizing with your about your wife about her fucking another dude, as soon as you bust a nut night saying to yourself, hmm, how do I feel about you theoretically fucking somebody else? And instead of you not saying anything, you have that conversation because oftentimes where couples fail at and where people fail is that, you know, your spouse, your partner's job is to to reassure you. Because oftentimes the fear is that, you know, this person will have sex with somebody and maybe I'll lose them based upon, you know, the fact that you've grown up in a civilized society. Most civilized societies look down on swinging. So you have years of civilized society, you know, that tells you this is wrong. This is wrong. Anytime somebody sticks their dick in your wife. It's a bad thing is because she's cheating on you. Next thing that comes is divorce and heartache and problems. So now as soon as you watch your wife get fucked or as soon as you your wife sees you have sex and there's oh, my God, you know, you start having these emotions. You know, what if he likes her more? What if she likes him more? Now there's going to be divorce and all these different things. So you try your best to get that shit out of the way up front after you play with the idea. You know, really, really, really think about how you're going to feel. And for a dude. The best time to, to ask yourself that question is after you bust a nut because all of the fantasy, <laughs> all the fantasies that you have, as soon as you nut, even if even if you and your wife aren't actually actively fucking another person, as soon as he busts his nut, all of that, oh, yeah, I want to see you get fucked. All of that shit goes away. Now your higher senses have kicked back in and you're going, do I really want to see her get fucked? That's exactly where we started tonight, right? Pre-nut brain and post-nut brain, right? Pre-nut brain that is emotional, driven, and it doesn't make clear decisions, right? Post-nut or maybe yeah, fifteen to twenty minutes post-nut when your brain reboots and you're back, you're back to thinking. Talk about it. There's uh, Jack Diesel pointed out. He says communication is the key when you're starting down this journey. It can't be to try and save your relationship. This needs to be a journey that you're taking because you are solid, you are together, and you might be a little bored. You might want to live out that fantasy, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to that communication. That's what you're going to find the best part about any of your lifestyle journey will be is that open sharing and communication that you can have with this partner, this person who has pledged themselves to be your, your partner in whatever form that takes, right? So... Uh, however you start to do it, there's no, no rhyme or reason. Just make sure that you're doing that with open minds and open hearts and, and clear communication with each other. And here's the thing, guys. And I, I want to say this 
this is where the emotion plays for both of you. When you open the fantasy door, you have no idea what the fuck is going to come out of your partner's chest. <laughs> you have no idea. Because I can't tell how many guys I've talked to, they're like, oh, you know, my wife would never want to get gang banged by 17 dudes. No, your wife is going to say she don't want to get gang banged by 17 dudes because she know you can't handle it. Or, you know, the wife is like, oh, my wife would never want to fuck some 23-year-old girl he met at the swingers club. No, because he's fucking smart and he knows he shouldn't do it. So be the best thing for a couple is go ahead when you have these conversations, allow your partner to be honest. Your partner, when they open the fantasy door, they may say some shit that you're like, what the fuck? And you, you, you can't make the face. You can't get offended. You can't make them feel bad. Oh, you know, when your wife, when your your husband wants to fuck a woman that looks nothing like you, okay, don't get offended. When your wife wants to fuck, the best thing, I the, the thing that cracks me up the most when I'm looking on like SDC or different swinger sites or I'm talking to people is the one where the husband literally puts on there. My wife doesn't like big cock. <laughs> no, your wife is smart and she's going to cater to your insecurities because she wants to be able to have a good time and play in a lifestyle. But you mean to tell me your your wife does not want anything bigger than you because one more inch will completely destroy her. Get the fuck out of here. All right. You know, like, what are you doing? Like, we know that your wife is smart. You know, she's trying to save your ego. Don't put your don't put your partner into that situation, because now you're making your partner lie to you. You're making your partner hold back. And a lot of the problems that you have down the road is because you have forced your partner You've taken your partner's ability to be, to be honest and share their true fantasies away. Like, you know, yeah, I wish I could be Michael Jordan. That doesn't mean I'm a be Michael Jordan. And your husband or your wife may have some super out of the way fantasy. And you do have the right to go, honey, I'm not comfortable with that. Okay. But I'm glad you told me. And maybe in a few years from now, once we get some experience, we can do that instead of, oh, my God, that's fucking disgusting. Now <laughs> you just told your spouse, don't be fucking honest with you. So don't make that mistake. You kind of look at it like a gift, right? You're giving her the gift of true honesty where she can express her true desires. Don't repress a woman who is on the verge of opening up her mind and defeating the societal rules that she's grown up with, right? If, if, you, if she's even right. starting to turn the corner to consider allowing this type of activity in your relationship, man, don't stifle that by putting your ego and your opinions on what she's going to like and not like. This is your opportunity really to learn, especially at your spouse, who you're supposed to be the ultimate knowledge of, right? What turns her on, really? Because maybe you never got that when you were dating or knew what she was like before, right? There's a, another question that's come up here real quick. Uh, another couple asked, what is a good place for a married couple to take that next step and explore the lifestyle? They're trying to go to a mature, comfortable level as beginners. And I, get, I think that that's, again, a very individualized um, 
question because it's what you guys are comfortable with. But as you start to do the research, there are a lot of great websites out there. Uh, SLS, uh, SwingLifestyle.com is a good one. SDC, Cassidy, Lifestyle Lounge. Um, I know when, when, I met my, when I met the Minks, <clears throat> we were up in Northern Virginia. Uh, the most prevalent site in our community up there was called Alt Playground. And that's the site that we actually met on. So if you look in your own area and see if, if you want to get involved in the lifestyle within your own community, that's going to be the most uh, convenient and easiest opportunity for you to find that the, the subculture, the underground, if you will, and start go to a party and, and check it out and see what it's doing. <clears throat> but if you're also very concerned about your personal uh, reputation in your community, we have friends who grew up in a, lived in a very small town and they went on a national broadcast, and uh, they got outed in their very small community, and it, it made life very difficult for their family. So you got to assess that. Well, then you can use these sites, and you can look at parties that are out of your state or on the other side of the country even. Splash Mocha goes to Houston. Splash Mocha goes to Florida. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different lifestyle parties, hotel takeovers, where you can just dip your toe in the pool, start to engage people, listen to the podcasts that are out there. Uh, O-Face podcast, uh, Keys and Ankles podcast, Venus Cuckoldress has great podcasts, Do- uh, Doc Chocolate, the Bulls and Queens podcast. You can go on any of your favorite podcast platforms and find all kinds of information and resources that can help guide you in starting out your journey in that beginner. We were all beginners once, and uh, <laughs> you see how much fun it is because we're all still in it. Yeah. Anybody add anything <laughs> to, that, to that answer? Um. I, I mean, uh, Mr. Diesel, he, he kind of took my, my smoke for what I was going to say. I mean, I think that the first thing you need to do is you work, need to work on yourself as a couple. And then, Chris, you said this as well. Um, if you do it to try and, and save your marriage, then you fucked. You know, if you're doing it as an enhancement to, to things, the best thing to do is to communicate with each other and make sure that you are on the same page. The people that I know that have the best relationships in this are couples that have communicated um, and they communicate very well with things. You know, they know everything that's going on with the other one. I know a lot of couples that sit down and debrief, you know, so like you see like on social media, people are like, I don't care if you message her because she tells me at the end of the night, you know, so as long as you have that communication with your, yourself, I think that's the thing you need to do before you reach out and look for certain avenues is to make sure that everything in your marriage is solid and you communicate well and you're getting along well. And then you can branch out small, small places, you know, websites, um, check out a website and see if you can get to a party or something like that. But I, I think starting small is the big thing. Um, but then again, on the other hand, I do think Splash Mocha is a place where um, it's a great place to go because you meet so many lifestyle veterans who can kind of walk you along that straight path, you know, and there's no pressure for anything. You know, you can come on a day pass or a night pass. Um, I would, I would suggest that first before anything, um, and see how you like the environment, but you're going to make, meet a lot of people who could walk you along that path and say, Hey, this is what you should look at. This is what you can try. If you're not comfortable with this, then, you know, no, we don't have to do that. You know, um, there's no pressure at all in any way to do anything. So it might not be such a, a bad step to try a party that on that large type of scale. And you'll find most couples 
do like to share their origin story is kind of the term. Like, I know that's one of my personal favorites. When I go to a party and I meet somebody new, I always like, tell me your origin story. Who amongst right. the two of you got you into this? Because it really fascinates me when it's the woman that does, right? A lot of times it's the guy. Uh, but when it's the woman, it's like, oh, no, she came to me with the fantasy. And I'm like, good for you. Good for you, sir, that you recognized right. what an opportunity she was bringing you. And you watered that little seed that she put out there and start letting that blossom into me meeting you here today and listening to your origin story. So those are always fun too. I also think that it's, um, it depends on what you're looking for in a lifestyle. Like, you know, are you saw swappers? I mean, I mean, so you're new. So I'll say this. Are you saw soft swappers? That means, you know, are you just interested in maybe, you know, making out touching <clears throat> blow job, not at no penetration, you know, are you in hot wifing? Are you in the cuck holding? Because that's going to, that's going to, determine what direction you want to go into you know as far as your first experience like chris said getting on a, a website is is a good thing because you know a a swinger or a lifestyle website's a great idea because most of these people are already active and also the worst thing you can do to yourself is pretend like you know what the fuck you're doing okay when you tell people that you're new, they're going to either A, say, hey, you're a rookie, no thank you, or they're going to go, oh, my God, you're new, let me walk you through this. They're going to be a lot more right. patient. They're going to be more apt to to explain things because, you know, you hear people use terminology that they have no idea they're using. I'll say this. When I first got into the lifestyle, the first, the first, the second website I got on was SDC. Now, I didn't know lifestyle terminology. I thought at early back in the day on SDC, it said they ask you the things you're into. You know, are you into group sex? Are you into, you know, threesomes? Are you into water sports? And I saw water sports and I'm like, oh, man, I love jet skis. <laughs> It was a long time later that I realized they were talking about getting pissed on. And when I found out, I'm like, oh, my God. No, I'm not into that, you know. So, you know, don't be afraid to go into it and not actually know something. Because then, you know, you got somebody who's like, so you're in the water sports. Yeah. <laughs> like, you wait, no, jet skis, jet skis, you know. <laughs> you know. So, you know, depending upon what you're into, that's. I think that's going to help. If you are into hot wifing, it's going to be a lot easier to speak to a guy online, interact, have a conversation. You know, don't be afraid to say, hey, let's meet for a drink and talk. We're new at this. So if it, if it works out and if you have a guy who's going to be patient enough to do that, you can do that. If you're looking for couples, then, you know, it, to me, it's a great idea to go to a swingers club and just watch. Go to Swingers Club and just watch, sit back, be entertained, watch how the people interact, and you get you get to see it firsthand. You know, that's just my opinion. I think I think when you this is good advice, but I think also when you do that, you need to realize that it's not an absolute. So because you start out with one way, I know a lot of people, and I'm sure you all know a lot of people that started out one way. They started out uh, full swap only, 
or they started out as, as yes, the male will play. And then they evolve once things, once they get deeper into the lifestyle and realize that didn't work for us. Mm -hmm. So just because you, you start out one way, you need to keep an open mind and say, Hey, you know, maybe this is what we like at this point, or this is what we're looking for. But, you know, let's keep an open mind because that all could change once we start down that road. Absolutely. Indy Vixen also had that same comment, Greg. She said, it's a, it's a change. We all evolve in this lifestyle. Yes. For real. Yeah. Yes. You do. You know, the, the, the entrance is, I mean, you're going to be in a far, far different place from when you enter the lifestyle to where we are all now, where we're, you know, 20 plus years in the game. Like, you're not the same person because we are all the sum total of all of the the experiences and the emotional ups and downs that we've experienced to to, to this day. So the person you were 20 years ago in the lifestyle and the person you are now is completely different. You know, your interest in your entrance into the lifestyle, you know, is a big thing. And then more than anything, understand the lifestyle is something that's custom to you and your spouse. It's completely customized to you and your spouse. Your desires are going to be your desires, your fantasies are your fantasies. So, you know, Mrs. Mocha and I, the way we play, you know, although it may be close to someone else's, it's not the exact same thing. Your experience is a completely customizable experience and you that's why the important that's why it's important for you to know your spouse's fantasies because between the two of you you can work on achieving them and don't allow somebody else in a lifestyle to tell you what's the right way to lifestyle because oftentimes just like in the regular world people will put their personal restrictions on your experience if you allow them. Oh no, you know, you don't want to you don't want to, you know, fuck too many people because people are going to judge you. Go fuck yourself. This is what you're here for. You can fuck as much as you want. You know, because you're going to have those people. You know, we've we've had people come to the party, you know, Mrs. Mocha, <laughs> she cracked me up. She was like, "Do you know that one lady said, you know, she only fucked four guys, but she wanted to fuck more, but she didn't want to seem you know, she didn't want to seem like a, I'm not sure she said seem like a slut or she didn't want anybody to look down on. Yeah, her look down on too her. many guys, right? And mind you, after my wife had just fucked 15, and all of the girls at the party had <laughs> fucked 15 plus, and she's like, "Girl, what's what's wrong with you? You see how everybody's like? You you don't let anybody to you don't let people determine your lifestyle experience." We have a friend, Salacious Scarlet, and she runs a a ladies uh, sexual empowerment group called the Slut Sisters that deal just with that overcoming those uh archetypal roles that society puts on the women to control them and helps women understand that they're it's okay and slut is not a bad a bad name i still there's it keeps saying that there's more replies but i don't see is this right here? coming in so is this <clears throat> it on the screen yeah we, we've already talked about that one okay uh, everything that you have on the screen we've already covered oh but i keep getting new replies but i think it's people Liking some of the comments that are oh. coming in. Well, Mrs. Mocha is, is clearly not, you know, being our our tech person. So, um, 
and, and you didn't make me a co-host again tonight, so I'm not seeing these real time. Like <laughs> you got a whole screen in front of you, like you got the Which whole you quit screen. Moving the cursor for so then how am I supposed to advance it? It's not a touch screen, and I'm six feet away from that little tiny screen that you put up there in front of me. It is an improvement yeah. last night because you didn't unplug my headphones. Each time, each time I get a little better. Okay, a little better each time. Each time we get a little better. Well, I fuck up a little less this time. I gave you the screen, but I didn't give you the mouse. <laughs> Next time you get the mouse. Next time I get the mouse. How about that? Well, listen, guys. I mean, I, I love, I, I enjoy when we get on one topic. You know, the male emotion is is a big thing. Um, and from that one topic, so many different things bring out, you know, and and pop up, and so many different scenarios and things like that. Um. I've said it, you know, I said it in the beginning, I've said the last few episodes, you know, it's very important for us to address the male emotion because it's something that goes unnoticed. It's something that's not, it's not paid attention. You know, no one pays attention to it. And that's just because as men, you know, it's, we, we go through life saying, suck it the fuck up. That's just what it is. You know, like, think about it. Like how many, how many times in your entire life have you seen a dude cry? And you, you know, you hug him. Like, if a dude start crying next to you, it's the most awkward shit in the world. Like, you don't know, dude. It's awkward. Now, I've seen a million times where if two women are standing next to each other and one starts crying, there's nothing weird about putting an arm around her, talking to her. And we're not just talking about the tears. We're just talking about the, the emotional assist. And, you know, it's quite often that, we wind up hearing people complain about the things that happen in a lifestyle. And oftentimes it's because you have guys who can't manage their emotions, whether it's husbands, whether it's single guys, you know, they, they can't manage the emotion. They can't deal with rejection. You know, they're too insecure to come and speak. You know, there, there's just so many things that, that, that have to be dealt with. And I'm, you know, a few months ago, a friend of ours shined a light on a situation where it's like, Hey, Guys in the lifestyle need to find to be able to go and speak to other guys and get assistance and get help. And for a guy to go and tell another dude, look, man, I need help with this problem that's stressing me out. You know, that's that's a heavy thing like that's a, it is, yeah. a serious thing. It is. It is. And, and, and ignoring it can be very detrimental. <clears throat> Confronting it. And, and giving that support or encouraging that individual to work through that emotion because it's going to come out. And that's what we kind of talked about in our first two episodes, that that emotion will come out no matter how much he tries to stifle it. And it can be detrimental to everybody in the room if it's a, if it's a, explosively comes out. So that's the unhealthy as fuck, unhealthy as fuck. Thank you for summing it up perfectly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I think. I think uh, people there, there's been a, a little bit of progress made, you know, about um, guys showing emotions and, and mental health, especially in, in men, um, you know, but you think back and there's people that, that have said things and admitted they've had emotional problems and, you know, prominent people, athletes, I'm thinking especially, and, you know, they've been ridiculed for it. 
You know, so I think that put a step us back a little bit, but you know, it's a little bit better than what it it used to be. I mean, you look at a person like Metal Peace who's sitting there, he's saying he's got problems and he's got emotional problems, and you can see that the man has problems. But, you know, he was looked at as a problem instead of looking at why he was having problems, you know. So, but you you hit it spot on again, man. You know, the only time I can think about where I've seen a man really release his emotions and cry was at a funeral mm-hmm. or some sort of a tragedy. Yeah. You know, so you, it's just it's just you you can't do that as a man. And, and we should be able to release the same way a woman can. Yeah. Yeah, and think think about how, like I, I got called out like the other day. So the the first podcast we did, I shit you not. This is how much of a knee jerk reaction it is for one man to ridicule another man's emotional state. We we can't help it. How many times there's not a dude on here at some point that not see some other guy have an emotional reaction like he acting like a little bitch. And then everybody laughs. <laughs> like there's no dude here who hasn't done that. It's just it's a knee-jerk uh, reaction, and so, like... But we were talking about you need to be supportive of that and not call the guy a little bitch and, and I make fucking him failed. feel insignificant. I failed. And then he did on the first <laughs> podcast. He did it right there. Fucking failed. But before I could call him out on it, because he knew I was looking at him, he could feel my I could eyes. feel it. He cut me off, and he's like, man, I'm going to call myself out as a hypocrite. <laughs> I just did what I said don't do. That's because the, the the whole left side of my body was starting to flame up because cause Chris was staring at me like, you piece of shit. <laughs> you piece of shit. And I don't even remember what it was that, that I was like, this fucking emotional ass bitch. And then I'm like, fuck. I just did it. We're literally having a uh, we're having a conversation about not judging the dude, for, and so a dude has an emotional reaction that I can't comprehend, and all of a sudden I'm calling him a bitch, and Chris is staring at the side of my head like he about to throw a cup at it, and I'm like, okay, okay, I fucked up. I, I want to. I, I do want to mention in here too because we have do have some uh, new new couples or couples that are considering venturing into this. The male emotion that they're going through when they feel they're alone in starting out this journey. I want my wife to do this. I've had this conversation. She's interested in it, but they're inside. They're like, this was not how I was raised. This is not what is is not right. One of the things I can tell you is by stepping into this community. And you're going to find this uh, circle of trusted people, as Sir Doyle Walters just typed in there. That circle of trusted people becomes a brotherhood because no longer do you have to feel that these emotions you're going through and you're wrestling with are abnormal. And you're not weird because you're now with people that you can talk about them with and say, man, when I see her do this, it, it makes me have these butterflies in the pit of my stomach. And I don't know if that's jealousy or if that's envy or if that's anger. I can tell you exactly what that is, and here's why you're feeling it, and here's what's good about it, and here's the negative sides of it, right? You're joining into a community where you can actually bring up these emotions and talk about these with us guys, other males, right? Um, and again, that's sort of why uh, Mr. Mocha wanted to start down this road to this topic, because as as senior members in this lifestyle community, we need to mentor the new guys coming in, regardless of the age, and bring them along into this glorious world that we live in and that we interact in and show them the highs and the lows of it. But that at the end of the day, their emotions are not weird or abnormal and they can be themselves. Yeah. 
Amen to that. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm getting that. off my soapbox now. Listen, I mean that that's you're supposed to be. <laughs> that's a good place. And um, I have to say, you know, we've, you know, the second day we've we've hung out for a couple of hours. Um, <clears throat> and before we wrap up, you know, I've got to thank, you know, Sub Girl. I know Don Boy's back there starting shit somewhere. I'm sure. Uh, for jumping in, uh, he hasn't Dixon. Been me up tonight, so no, we'll give him our time in yeah. a minute. Uh, see so many of our friends, Ginger Fire, one of my favorite people, uh, Sir Walter Doyle. That's 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 like family. He's right here in town. You know, next Is time he? you're in town, he's gonna have to come hang oh, out. He'd be great to have on. Uh, yeah. su- super intelligent and uh, has great great perspective on the male emotion. Him and I have spent a lot of time talking about that in general. Um, Everybody else who jumped in and, and, and joined the conversation, Ken, thank you. Um, Mr. Diesel, who commented, everybody who commented, we really appreciate that. Um, the input, the things that we can share with other people is because the perspectives, the experiences, it makes it better for us. I mean, I was saying earlier how many mistakes I made when I was young in a lifestyle. And if we can help a few people avoid some of those mistakes, um, whether it's, you know, single guys making your journey better and making couples journeys better or, you know, couples, you know, if, you know, my, my experience in the lifestyle with my wife has been the most amazing thing in my life because my wife is so amazing, you know, and I'm not just saying that because she's probably listening. And you're trying and, to get something. And I'm out. trying to get some ass. I'm not just saying that for that reason, because all the people that know my wife <laughs> knows that she's definitely the better half of us. Um, but, you know, I want to make sure that those people out there who come to lifestyle do understand that you can come into the lifestyle and have an amazing relationship. But, you know, managing those emotions, you know, women are happy to talk about their emotions. Fellas, we don't. So that's why we're on it. Um, thank everybody for joining us. Craig, you want to jump in there before we wrap it up? Yeah, I just want to say a hello to my friends. Um, I got several people from uh, that I met Dixon. this past week in Hedo. <laughs> that I met this week in Hedo. They decided a few of them joined in. And I thank you um, uh, to my people from the corner. Uh, you listened. Thank you again. Um, it was a pleasure being on. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. And please, everybody who's listening, be kind enough to follow us. Um, keep in mind, we do air these episodes anywhere you get your podcast, Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, all that good stuff. Chris Minx, thank you for being on. Uh, Chris is is going to be hanging out with us more often. You know, he's too bored these days. So I was like, you know something, Chris? We're going to find you something to do. You know, you just, you're just having way too much fun without me. So I'm going to pin you down and make sure you come and hang out with me. So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, Chris? Hey, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in, uh, <clears throat> getting down and being able to do this in person and see all the information coming out and all the people, uh, those new people that were asking your questions tonight and stuff like that. Follow the people that you see on the wall there. Uh, my mentoring couples, Subgirl, Vixen, I see them in the room. Thanks, guys, for supporting me and everything. You'll just get so much knowledge as you continue to hang with us. We look forward to continuing with uh, this journey. Thank you, everybody. Until next time, thank you for joining Old Faces.
and we'll see you again soon.